Okay, back in those I'll days. I'll turn the light on so you can see. Thank you. Turn it three times. Thank you. Back in those days. You were you, telling me back in those days? Well, if you got it, you'd have to take practically any kind of job you could get. <laughs> because <coughs> you couldn't get a job. Could job get was hard to find. In the 20s? Uh-huh. I was back in 27. I started working private family in 1914. Was that door open? Okay, um, jobs were hard to get in the 20s. Yeah, jobs was hard to find. Mm -hmm. That's what I told you. I used to put these white kids in the bed with me. And no. Uh, Put them, in, put them in their bed, and I'd get in my bed. Mm -hmm. Next morning when I wake up, my bed, their bed was dry and my bed was wet. It wet all over me, um, from my neck down to my feet. Tell me what a regular day working was like. You woke up at uh, what time? Oh. And we not have no certain time to get to work back. I never, I never taken them jobs where you have to be there at a certain time and have to be home at a certain time. Sometimes it was real late when I come in because the children was there. I had. Well, to you be, ne I thought you were on the place. I said, well, the children was there too. Mm -hmm. They was on the place too. They yeah. were staying at there. Oh, you. And mean? I was staying there. Okay. When you. So I work in the private family state on the place. You have to take care of them kids. Mm -hmm. You don't turn them loose. Mm -hmm. So, so you woke up and and uh, did you did you wake them or did they get up or what I was your first? I waking. You know, I'm already wet. <laughs> they slept with you all the time. What's the use? What's the use of that baby? <laughs> Let them alone. <laughs> All right, well, did you just take care of the children, or did you cook, too? Oh, I cooked, and I washed, and I harmed. I did practically everything. Mm -hmm. just I have worked for some very nice people. I was the Gulfa said the other day, he said, well, what line of work you at now? I said, oh, still, still working. He said, you haven't retired yet? I said, no. Retired, I thought I don't make, didn't make enough money to retire. <laughs> so, but you are retired, I aren't you? I told him, I said, well, You know, I'm not a seventh, seventh or something. He said, Emma, I thought you was older than me. You got your age back. You, I said, Well, I'm 91, <laughs> Mr. Gunther. Now, and I tell you, I was born the 28th day of April, 1902. Now I'm going to let you figure it out, and I won't have to be bothered with it. <laughs> uh, you wrote, you, you uh, worked for Mr. Roberts and uh, Mr. Elsa Roberts. Elsa <coughs> Roberts and Mr. Yeah, he was Mr. The old man was a star time people. You mm -hmm. run that paper. Sure, I remember that paper. And Mr. Gunther? Mr. Gunther was, though, what does He's down on the river. Mm -hmm. He's taking care of the boats. Run that soft boat, you know, mm -hmm. on the river. Uh, how did how did the jobs differ? They just come, you know. I I just get me a job. What what was why would you decide to leave one place and go to another? Well, wasn't satisfied. You get dissatisfied, you leave. How did domestic work on the place change? What was different from when you first started and when you finished up? Well, it's, it's a lot of difference. Some people are mean and some people are not. Some people are kind of crappy. Some people are not. And when Mr. Gunther said to me, he said, You sure was stubborn. I said, Yeah, just stubborn as a jackass, Mr. Gunther. <laughs> 
I say, you know, people born under different signs have different ways to live, different life to live. <laughs> and I said, I was born in the sign of a mule, a ram, anything, bull. I don't know why people were born in the unassignment, Taurus and the bull. They're not mean, but they just don't take no whole lot of foolishness. Emma, uh, what do you like to do best at, at, the, at your job? Well, sometimes cooking, sometimes taking care of kids. I think taking care of kids is about the best. <laughs> Lord, devil. Miss Gunther used to. No, Miss Robin. I believe if you go out there in that zoo and see a monkey, you'll say it's cute. I said, I would. <laughs> I said, because see a monkey got a tail. He can twist his tail. I said, baby don't have one, so. Um, all right, so when you got off, when you had a day off. Suppose to have a day off. You would never get off until about 4 o'clock in the evening. You don't have them. You get off when they, when when the meals are all finished. That's your day off. That's supposed to be a day off. I'm telling you now. You, they give you. They say it's a day off, but it's it's no day off. It's way up in the around four or five o'clock sometime before you get off. Then what would you do? Go back and start all over, cooking and taking care of the kids. I mean, did you leave the house and go no. somewhere? No. Did you get off on Sundays to go? Supposed to be off on Sunday, get all the way late in the evening. They didn't. They wasn't. Didn't have the days off then like they have now. Are we back in the thirties? Yeah, that was back in the thirties. Like uh. Well, back in the fifties, one doctor and I was talking. I was, and no, we were talking about the money. I said, "You don't make the money now." So, back in those days, you took what they give you. That's what you'd have to take. Who were you talking to? Oh, one of the men I work. I was working with. Uh huh. Wait a minute. Well, did you get to go to church? Hmm? Did you get to go to church on Sunday? No. No? Now, did that change? Mm, it changed, but not all, you know, like it should have changed. Because if you they're going to give you a day off, they ought to give it to you. But things wasn't like it is now. The world, this is a different world we're living in. We're living in a different world. <laughs> like uh, Carl, one day we was talking and something come up. What was and uh, I said something to him, and I don't know. I don't 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 know just how it was, but anyway. He says to me, you ain't no nurse. I said, I'm no nurse. I said, what am I? You ain't nothing. This is one of the men around here? Huh? This Carl? A little little baby, two and a half. He was two and a half. Oh. And his mother was going to whoop him. I said, uh -huh, you ain't going to whoop Carl. You told the mother? I told the mother. I said, you can fire me, but you ain't going to work call. She had one of these great big old belts with these brads on them. Mm-hmm. I said, you, you can hurt that kid. Hit him in the grounds. I said, it won't be no good for the rest of his life. And you ain't going to work him, Mr. Robert. I mean it. I said, now you ain't got nothing to do but send me home. And I ain't got nothing to do but go. But you're not going to whip that baby. Two and a half years old. He don't know what he's talking about. 
He had said that to you or to her? He said it to me. You're, you ain't nothing. Cause you ain't no nurse. I said, well, what am I? You ain't nothing. Went on about his little business, twisting his little button, and he said, thought nothing about He ain't thought nothing about her. The next morning when I got her, she said, I'm like, so what? Still had devil in me. She said, I'm so glad. You wouldn't let me whoop Carl. I don't know what to do. I said, no, you ain't gonna whoop him. No, I said, you, if you had something to whoop him for, it would be different. But what do a two and a half year old child know whether you is something or whether you ain't nothing? I said, oh, you ain't gonna whoop my baby tonight today. Wrong by my business. <laughs> she said, she said, you are so stubborn. I said, I know it. But you ain't gonna my baby. How'd you feel about the people that you... I felt good about them because they were nice people. They're human beings just like I was. Only difference was their skin was a little, was a little light. Mine was a little dark. That's the way I feel. That's the way I feel about life right now. It's no different than people. Did you feel uh, a sense of family? Yeah, it was like a family. You uh, eating with people, sleeping with people, let them pee all over. What you go? What you go feel? What would you feel like? <laughs> they have babies. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing. Just forget about them. He's a human being just like I am. Only this, your skin a little light. Mine is a little dark. So what, what difference does that make? Am I know you got married. Um, when oh. did you... When did you have an opportunity to meet somebody? It sounds as though you were... I don't know how I met Pretty uh, busy. My first husband was a tailor. Mm-hmm. He was a tailor, too. A good one. Oh, I want to show you that suit I was talking about. Okay. He, all he had to do was throw a piece of material down there on the floor and get down on his knees and start cutting it. When you know anything, he got that suit made. Especially the pants. So he was a good tailor. Oh, he was wonderful. He well, was. how did you have a... Where did I, you... I, I, I decided, we we had decided we was going to open up a dress shop and a tailor shop. But he wasn't much of a hustler, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get in the world in life, you're going to have to be a hustler. You can't sit around and do like I did this morning, lay down and go back to sleep. <laughs> in 91, you're entitled. I think so, too. Yeah, 91 is on. Yeah, that's what Mr. Gunther told me. Emma, when did you go back to 71? You used to be, you used to be older than... Uh, than me. Now you can got younger. So well, I, that's what I told myself. I you can figure it out for yourself. I was born in 1902. I don't know how old I am. Fine, I for yourself. Uh, how'd you meet your husband? I don't know how. Oh, I, I, I know now. We was, uh, there was three men coming from East St. Louis to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And I met all the three of them the same day, the New, new Year's Day of 1929. New Year's Day of 1929. And no, uh, one fellow, he used to tease me all the time. I liked you when I first seen you, but you didn't pay me no attention. I said, you had a wife. Modler was the only one in the bunch was single. What was his name? Horace G. Modley. Horace? Horace G. Modley. Modley. M-O-T-L-E-Y. 
Uh, he was real a tail, huh? Horace G. Hmm? Horace G. Horace G. Motley. Did he go to school here? I went to school in East St. Louis a little. You I did. didn't get much schooling. Uh, you have to pick up when you can't, you know, get your education like you Did you go to back to school when you were growing up? I went back to night school. Where did you go to night school? Oh, uh, Sumner High. Sumner? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it, but it, was, it wasn't what you really would call a real good education, but it beat, it beat nothing. What did you like the best? Sewing. Sewing. Mm -hmm. That's what I like the best. Did you go before you met the horse? Oh, yeah. So you elected? I started sewing when I was not a child. I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, when you are not, you have to pick up something because you can't get everything in life you want. Get what you can get out of life that you know is in there for you. Now when I was in the fourth grade I was going to school and one of my teachers she said to me, she said, you know what? She says as well as you can sew you ought to go back to school and try to get more education. But the Lord opened a way for me. He'll make a way if you ask him. But he ain't going to sit here and wait for you to sit and hold your hands and not ask. So? The Bible said, ask and it shall be given unto you. So? Seek and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be open unto you. But you're going to have to ask. You can't sit down and not do nothing. So did you ask? Sure, I prayed and asked the good Lord to take care of the situation. And what happened? I learned to sew. You learned to sew. I learned to sew. And I learned to sew. I didn't mess up like uh, most of these people do now. Let me show you this suit. Oh, I'd love to see the suit. Second husband's name. Huh? What was your second husband's name? I don't know. Your second husband's name. Oh, Bradford. Richard Charles Bradford. Richard Charles. That was my baby. That was your baby? Yeah. This picture's sitting down in the window. Emma, mm -hmm. come on and sit down. Emma just showed me her clothes and the things that she had made, and her clothes are beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to the tape. I want you to sit down, but I said we you just showed me the, yeah, but, uh, the clothes that you made, and your materials are beautiful. Yeah, I, that's what I did for a living. You did that with your husband? No. For the family. For the People families. Did you make them clothes also? Oh, yeah. I told him, Mr. Gunther said, Oh, I'm, I'm so glad to hear from him. I never get them beautiful clothes you used to make for me. Well, they really, now they, they had sewing machines and. Oh, yeah. Because I, I always kept my own sewing machine. Oh, you did? Yes, that's something I. Well, that one, that one suit with the round collared cape is, is just stunning. And how many, tell me about the coat from Cunningham's. That, uh, I'm trying to think where to, oh, I bought that material from Winston. You know, Wellex, Wellex went out of business. Uh -huh. Winston is still in business. And Vera, my cousin, She's working for Winston now. But you said it took you how many years to save up to buy? <laughs> it took me about 10 years to save up enough money 
I, you know, I that get coat. Oh yeah, because see, I'd get Christmas presents, and when I get a uh, ten dollars or something, I'd put it in the safe deposit box or put it in the bank, mm -hmm. and I kept it toy. Is that what the people who work for you gave you? Did they sometimes, give you? Sometimes, sometimes I didn't get ten dollars, but I think I appreciate what they give. Did they give a present sometime? Oh yeah, they always give me a present. Uh huh. Miss uh, Miss Roberts, I mean Miss Roberts was, I think she was about the best. She called me one day. She said, "Emily, you got any food over there?" I said, "Yeah." I'm not gonna get hungry, you know. She said, "No, I don't want you to get hungry." She said, but "I'm gonna send you some food over by Johnny." Um, all right. Uh, so you you were married to. To Horace, and I believe you got divorced. Oh yeah. Okay, so then, so then you, then what happened? Married Molly. You married? I mean, I, yeah, married Molly. But I mean, I married Bradford, Richard Charles Bradford. Okay. And uh, where did you live with Mr. Bradford? In my house. I mean, what was, could you tell me the address? 47, 46 couples. 47, 46 couples. And yes. where where did you live with Mr. Motley? Trying to think, where did Motley and I live? You know. That's been so okay. long. Okay, so the house uh, 4746 couples, is that the one you just yeah, sold this week? Yeah, just sold it. Okay. Well, good. Uh, that's a big weight off your mind. Huh? huh? That's a big weight off of your... Oh, yeah, honey. All that... I had a load on me. And this uh, real estate woman, she just kept asking me. Kept, just kept asking me, are you sure the house was paid for? Are you sure you don't owe nothing on the house? I said, no, I don't know nothing on them. Did Mr. Did you work after you were married to sure. Mr. Bradford? Well, I worked up until I take a suck. But I couldn't work anymore. Did you you didn't did you stay on the place when you were married? Huh? Did you stay did you just do day work when you were married? Yeah. Uh, you didn't get nothing for ten dollars a day ain't nothing for sewing. But I live. I didn't starve. Okay. Emma, um when you were young, we're going back to when you were young now. <laughs> um did your parents tell you what ways to act with white people? No. I don't think they knew the South. They wasn't running around y'all as much as I was. Now I'm talking about in Mississippi when your mother oh, was... Oh, I don't, I don't know nothing about Mississippi. I left Mississippi in 1912. But when you were little, they didn't tell you anything? I was 1912. I was 10 years old. Did your father ever ask you what you wanted to do, or he nope. just told you? He just told you what you was going to do. But he didn't say when you grow up, Emma, you could do this or that? Nope. Did people, you? People didn't talk to children then like they do now. Did you feel that you had any choices? No, when when the old folks spoke, spoke to you, you didn't have no choices. You do what they say do. I mean about what you might want to do in your life. They didn't ask you no questions about what you wanted. They tell you what you was going to do. Mm -hmm. But you yourself, after you left your home, I left home night when I was yeah. Uh, did 14. you feel? Did you feel? I was fourteen years old when I left home. Mm -hmm. Did you have somebody that you looked up to when you were young? I don't think so. 
I don't think so. That you said, I want to be like that? Because my mother died so when I was so young. A teacher or? Because I couldn't. Anybody at church? Huh? Was there a teacher that you really liked or anybody no. at church? No. Emma, when you and your husband, either one, were married and you had some time, what did you do, you and your husband? Did you go any place? No. Did you? I just started traveling until I was grown. Do I mean in St. Louis? In St. Louis, did I say I didn't start traveling until I was grown. I mean in St. Louis. Did you go to the VP parade? Did you go oh, to yeah, the parks? Oh, yeah, I went to parade and I went to church. Yes. And, and did church, were there activities at church? Sunday school. Sunday school, did you? And what they call, we used to call it BYPU, Baptist Young People's Union. Uh-huh. Yeah, you had to go to church, honey. Did you, did you sing at church? Was that, uh... No, I didn't sing. Never did sing. Uh, what kinds of things? Did you go to the park in St. Louis? Go where? To the parks? You yeah, we didn't go to the park. And, and did you, what park did you go to? A forest park. Forest park? About the only one. Well, we used to go to O'Fallon Park, and what? Oh, we used to have picnics on O'Fallon Park. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had picnics on O'Fallon Park. Did you go with friends or family? Well, most of the time, we'd be a bunch of us get together, you know, mm -hmm. and go, go to the park. From church or from the neighborhood? From, well, sometimes we'd go from church and sometimes we did. How long uh, have you had the house on couples? Like 30 years? I lived there 40 some years. I moved my house I think 1945. Was that when you and Mr. Bradford got married? Yeah. And um, what was the neighborhood like? It was all right, but that, that's one thing. Everybody talking about the neighborhood so bad. And the neighborhood is no better worse than the rest of them. Uh, you used to couldn't go, to, uh, go out and do, but you, you, can go, you, you can't go nowhere now unless you've got a bad neighborhood. Ledoux is just as bad as the... Uh, where I was living. In in what way, Emma? Murdering, killing. You see where them little kids kill that one kill the other one the other day? It's nothing. It's, you're not safe nowhere now, but in the arms of Jesus. That's the only place you're safe. Did you used to go downtown very oh, much? Oh, yeah. I used to go downtown every Thursday. Every Thursday? And what'd you do and where'd you go? What? Did you go shopping and... Yeah, just go down there and browse around, look around, buy something. Did you have a favorite store? Yeah, I used to go to Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Why did you like that store better? Because it was a nice store and it was a nice place to go and buy things. Were people nice to you there? Oh, yeah. You know, that's a funny thing. People are nice to you if you're nice to them. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Just like when, when I called Mrs. Gunther the other day, she said, Oh, Emma, I'm so glad to hear from you. She said, but don't be this long calling me again. Mm -hmm. You see, people... People are people. You have to have to treat them like they're human beings. It's like Miss Roberts gonna whoop Carl. I told her, No, you are not gonna whoop Carl. 
When the civil rights uh, protests began in the 60s, were you um, aware of that, involved in it? Well, in a way, you're involved in it. You're involved in everything when things are going bad. And back in 1986, things were pretty rough back, back in those days. 1986? Yep. What was rough? The people were hard to live with. Nobody seemed to respect nobody. This is about seven years ago? 86. 86. It, 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 was, it was getting bad. With Mr. Reagan, was president? I never liked him, so let's, <laughs> I never did like Reagan. How'd you feel about Mr. Bush? Bush was a, I didn't particularly care for him in a way. Now, who was I a little short? Mr. Carter? Yeah, Mr. Carter. Miss Roberts kept aggravating me one day, and she's talking about, well, Elsie uh, will make a good president. He's short, and I and he was short. Real, uh, oh, Robert and Mr. Roberts was short, so she kept aggravating me. I said, Miss Roberts, would you please leave my little two little men alone? <laughs> Miss Roberts stopped and looked at me. Were you ever involved with the NAACP or the... Yes, I used to be a member of the NAACP. And uh, are the Urban League or... Yeah, I used to be in... I don't know, I used to be a member of the Urban League. Did you ever see anybody with sit-ins or protests? Uh, would do what? Into a book. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, well, now, um, we've got a black mayor now, Mr. Bosley. Who? Mr. Bosley. We've got the black mayor. Yeah, I know it. And um, did you feel something special when that... Uh, well, I feel I feel like the colored people are making a a good move. I think so. Because after all, we're gonna have to do away with this race business. The white and the blacks gonna have to do away with this race business because we don't we're not gonna ever get anywhere in life. Am I right? I think you're right. And the only way we can get rid of it is to get to know each other. Know to know each other. Understand each other. Now I've seen a time that I couldn't I couldn't sew for white people like I sew for them now. I said I've seen a time when I couldn't sew for white people like I sew for them now. When was that? Oh they weren't. They didn't. They weren't particular about Negroes learning anything right there. They they're anxious for us to learn now. It's like I was talking to somebody. I don't know. I said, "Well, you used to say the Negroes didn't know nothing, didn't learn nothing." I said, "Now they're learning," and I said, "Y'all ain't satisfied yet." What? I said they have learned to sew. They learned. I said we've learned so much in the last few years that you all didn't think we could learn. I said, but a Negro can learn anything just like a white person. Who did you say this to? People I was working with, working, <laughs> working for. White people. Yeah, I said a thing to them to keep aggravating. <laughs> you talking about the devil you got a little of you. Huh? 
I said, you talk about the devil, you got a little devil in you. Yeah, I got a devil in me. <laughs> because I feel this way about it. I'm just as well qualified to do things as the white person. And don't think because you're white, you're right. You can be wrong just like I can be wrong. I told you, Miss Stuff. What was I told, Miss uh, Miss Rollins, I believe, told me, said, you're just as stubborn as you can be. I said, I know it. I ain't trying to get no stud either. Stay what, <laughs> stay what I am and like I am. You're a fine woman, Emma. So, you're a fine woman. Yeah. She, she, she just, she just said that is there a part of St. Louis that is home to you? Do you feel... Is that what? Part of St. Louis. Which part of St. Louis is like home, feels like home to you? Well, St. Louis is just like home to me. Cause see, I, Which I, part of it, though? The north side? I think the north side is mostly because I have been all around. I've been St. Louis, I've been Kirkwood, I've been... I've been all around St. Louis. Are there areas of St. Louis that you will not enter? No, I try not to be prejudiced about St. Louis at all. Emma, uh, you don't get out very much right now, but when you did get out, did you see people, any place that where you saw black and white people interacting together? Well, I I don't see it any different. No, I mean where where was where where do you did you see that people interacted together? Were friends or is there any place like that do you think in St. Louis where people black and white do things together? I don't see it. You don't see it? Um, I think people are people. I, I'm going to be frank with you and tell the truth about it. Just like when that child said to me, you ain't no nurse. I said, well, what am I? You ain't nothing. Well, I've been a fool to turn around and want to whoop a child about something like that. That's a baby. Don't abuse a child. That's nothing but a baby, and don't abuse him. Do you think that your ideas or your feelings about the kinds of things we're talking about, race and how to treat people, have changed? Oh yes, it's changed a lot. If you don't believe it, you watch them talk shows. You watch them talk shows. Tell me what you're thinking. Huh? Tell me what you're thinking. Well, then you just have to watch them and see how much they have changed. I'm talking about people that have to do with race and. That's what I'm talking uh -huh. about. Well, what? How have they changed? How have people changed? Well, you can't figure out how much they have changed. They've changed so much. You In can't. what way? How have they changed? They're not as and they're not as mean as they used to be. White people aren't as mean. No, and color's not as mean. You have to learn to get along with people. So you think that. That's what you see on the talk shows. What? You you think by looking at the talk shows, you see people are not as mean as they no, used to? No, I don't think so. Okay, well that's good. Do you? I don't watch too many of them. I, think, I don't watch I think they show some crazy things there in those some of those talk shows. That's what? Crazy things. I mean, they... Oh, they, they, people are going to be crazy. I don't care where you put them. <laughs> Um, do you feel that, uh, that our society could ever become colorblind, like you would look at me and not think 
that I was white, you wouldn't pay any attention to that. You would just look at me and I would look at you and we'd think we were all this. There's a lot of, they have changed a lot. There was a time when a white man wouldn't look at a, a colored woman's like Miss Rob, Miss Wood and I got into it the one day about that color. I said, Miss Wood, I don't want to talk racism to you because you don't understand it. And you ain't going to never understand it as long as you feel the way you do towards people. This wood got so mad. <laughs> so the cook and the chauffeur said to me, they make Miss Wood mad again so she can go out. I said, I ain't got nothing to do with Miss Wood. I'm trying to put her in a place as far as I'm concerned. Now y'all go ahead and put her in a place as far as y'all concerned. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I what? said, I told her. I didn't want to talk racism with her because she don't understand. And I would rather not say anything to her about race. What did she, what happened? How did it get started? She was, oh, she says to me, says, yeah, that's a, a Negro boy now. A white boy now is fixing to marry a Negro girl. I said, well, Miss Wood, I feel this way about her. That Negro girl is just as good as that white boy. I said, I, I told you I didn't want to talk racism with you because you don't understand it. And I would rather not, but I'm going to have to get it out of me. You are no better than I am. One race is no better than another race. And the thing for us to do, we're going to have to learn to get along. I said, now the only difference between that white boy and that colored girl, the white boy took the colored girl and went to New York and married her. I said, what did your men, what did the white man do? He took the colored woman, took her down in the woods and laid up and got babies by her. I said, now what's the difference? I think, I think the white boy did a nice job when he went on and married a colored girl. Miss Wood turned all color. I never did have to say anything else to her about race. I meant it. I said, now, there's my grandmother. When she was seven years old, that's when the Civil War was. Then I said, white men was having uh, having babies by colored women then. I say nothing free but the white man and the colored woman. That's the only people free, a white man and a colored woman. Is the colored woman free? Yes. They were free to do anything they wanted to. Well, we always read or we always see in the movies that the colored woman wasn't free if the white man in the South or the North at that time, in those days, wanted her. She didn't have much to say about it. Do you want her to do what? I said that I didn't, the white man seemed like he was free to do what he wanted, but it didn't seem like the colored woman. Yes, she was. She could do it. They they didn't bother the white the them two people. The white man. Well, maybe she didn't want to go with the white man. That's what I mean. She wasn't free if she didn't want to to go with him. She didn't want to. She didn't have to. The movies don't make it like that. I know they don't. They move. It, they make it the way they want to see it. They don't want to make it the way it should be shown. Emma, talk to me about the color, within the color. In other words, your light. 
I'm light because my great-grandfather was a half-white man. Your great-grandfather? Yeah. was a half-white man. Does it make a difference, the color? It don't make no difference with me, but it did with the, with the, the generation. With the generation? The people. Mm-hmm. It made a difference with them. In what way did it make a difference? Now, my, uh, my grandfather was half, half white. My grandmother was most half Indian. She was a what they call a Creek Indian. Yeah, Cree, Cree. Yeah, she was black. C R E E. I guess I guess that's the way. But she was a black woman. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather was a white man, half white man. They was all mixed up. That was mixed. You know what we haven't talked about, and then I guess I'll let you rest, is uh, working at Ferrier Harris, the the retirement home. Do you work at Ferrier? Oh, Ferrier Harris. Ferrier Harris. Well, I. I worked there from 1970 to 1986. And what did you do there? Oh, help take care of the old people. Like I said, I don't know who might have to help me if I travel down this road. 1917 to 1986. 1970. And that's where you met Miss Weston. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was kind of like taking care of babies again. Mm-hmm. It's taking care of older people. Well, naturally. Like taking care of babies? No, it was most older, older people. But I mean, is it similar? You have to watch them and you have to help them and... Well, that, that was, uh, you know, that's life. You don't do, you don't help with one person, you help them with another. Emma, you've been very gracious to me. And I would like to ask you if there's anything that you would like to talk about that maybe I haven't thought about or if you had a something you wanted to say to young people today young people the only thing I would see if they couldn't change their disposition you know they don't the young people don't they don't respect old people at all they don't mm-hmm. Did you ever belong to the Y? Yeah, I just belonged to the Y. The Phyllis Wheatley Y? Wheatley Y. I was the president of a club down there. What was that? Can't remember now what year that was. No, what what club was it? Industrial Girls Club. Industrial Girls Club? Mm-hmm. What does all that mean? Well, we was uh, industrial girl. We the same as if you wanted, you know, be very, you know what industrial means. Oh, so maybe the sewing and that kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Yeah, working. Uh, that's what I was, that's why I started to picking up some more sewing. I'll tell you, when you have work on your mind, you don't have much, much time for foolishness. That's true. Did you ever hear about things called the chauffeur's ball or the um, colored clerk's circle? What? Did you ever hear anything about a chauffeur's ball? 
uh, our colored clerk circle. Chauffeurs. Ball. Uh huh. It was a dance. Oh yeah, we used. To, I used to go. Well, I used to be the president of one of them clubs. The chauffeurs and butlers. Yes. Oh yeah. Did you did you go to those dances? Sure, I went to them dances. Please tell me about it. Well, it was it was an old man taught me how to waltz. An old man taught you yeah. how to waltz. I can't think of this. Oh, his name was Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. And I couldn't waltz at all. In fact, I couldn't hardly dance. And uh, he says to me, he says, oh, come on, you can dance. Count. Come on. One, two, three. One, two, three. And that's how I started waltzing. That's how everybody starts waltzing. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Emma, um, where did they used to hold the dances? Huh? Where did they used to have the dances? The these dances uh -huh. at Chauffeur's and Butler's Club. Where was that? It was on down. I can't think of the name of that those place. That's Chauffeur's and Butler's Club. Now you'd have to find somebody. That I I can look in the phone book. I think. <laughs> Emma, uh, was did you have to be doing a certain that certain kind of work? To, oh, no, no. To be part of it? No. Just to go ahead on and, you know, start dancing. Buy a ticket and... Buy a ticket. Did people get all dressed up? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, we were dressed up. Did the men wear just suits or did they wear a tuxedo? Mm -hmm. they took, if they go to a farm, they'll wear a tuxedo. Mm -hmm. so yeah, Mr. Harvey, I can't... He was real dark, and he was a nice-looking old man. And no, uh, but that's how I started waltzing. He saw oh, you. I said, I can't. I can't waltz. He said, Oh yes, you can. Come on. And he said, Now I'm gonna count. One, two, three. One, two, three. There we go. <laughs> Did you ever go to baseball games? Oh, yeah, I used to go to baseball. We used to have a ball team in East St. Louis. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. At school? No, just uh, at the park, at the, uh, what was it? It was a club or something. You you have to look through someone that was close to say, I, I wasn't supposed to be dancing. My dad didn't didn't allow me to dance. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We'd sneak away and do what we wanted to, just like the kids do today. <laughs> Were you close to your father? Yes, because Mama died when I was quite young. And he taught me how to cook. And and by me have to take care of all the, you know, my younger sisters and brothers. Yeah, it was pretty close. Did you talk to each other? My father? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Were there things that he told you that you can still remember? Oh, some things. He's all, he always tried to tell you about the right thing to do. And that's something fathers don't try to tell children nowadays. What did he mean by the right thing to do? You know, don't don't be a bad girl. Be a good person. Try to be good. Try to be good. And he, <laughs> Papa used to, he was a preacher, you know. And no. Uh, sometimes Papa wouldn't let us go to church unless we wouldn't. What was Papa? He would. He we wouldn't let you do some things you wanted to do if you didn't go to church first. 
And my dad, he was all right. Strict? Hmm? Strict? Yeah, strict. I have a stepsister right now. We call her Bob Dean. And Bob was just as crazy about my dad. Now, when I got ready to sell my car, I sold it to her, $500, Gallus of 500 I let her have it because she was so crazy about Papa, Papa, Papa. Papa wasn't like all these old men nowadays. These old men tried to go with their daughters and their stepdaughters and everybody else. Papa was just as strict on me as he was on y'all. He was, she, I, Bob knew was absolutely, she really loved my father. Okay. Um. And that's the truth, you know. These men now get babies by their daughters. They do. I know. By the granddaughters. I used to hear my mother say that. And I was a little bit of girl, too. But I'm going to tell you what she said. She says, yeah. Okay. Um. That's just what, you know. Yeah. They didn't whip, beat the devil around the stump. Yeah. And you know what the, she meant. Uh, yeah, I know. You know exactly what she meant. Sure. And so she would tell us. Yeah, your mother. She talked. She be talking to my older sister. Uh huh. And I hear. She was warning your older oh, sister. Yeah, warning them about men. Mm-hmm. So you remembered that. Oh yeah, I, you know I can remember all them bad things told her. You know what? I'll bet you were a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> you still are. <laughs> um, Fourth of July, did you ever do anything special? Huh? What was the special times that you all used, that you might have celebrated? Did you celebrate the Fourth of July? Yeah, Christmas. I mean, every family has things where sometimes it's Thanksgiving that's a big deal, or... Um, well, that's one thing that come to me the other day, I said, now... Okay, Emma. <laughs> um, well, now, don't put another one on, so... <laughs> now, that's, that's what she would tell me. Yeah. I mean, tell my older sister. Okay. And I would I was nothing but a child. Well, your mother was giving good advice. We just don't want it on the table. I know you don't want it on the table. <laughs> There, there's hardly anything I don't want on the date, but, um, and I don't mind it. I'm glad you said it because it gives me a good sense of your mother's honesty no, and no. the ability to be very frank and uh, hand down that kind of good information to your sister. Uh -huh. And uh, and you heard it. Well, honey, they didn't. My mother didn't bite her tongue in telling you nothing. What else? Uh, Don't say that again. But, I will say it. But what but, else, what else um, do you remember that your mother said? Well, I, I don't remember very many things because I was so young. Yeah. See? Yeah. I tell you, I wasn't 14 years old when I would start taking care of the family. All right. Emma, I'm going to thank you. I know you're tired. You've, you've been so good. and. And I appreciate your taking care of my sweater. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you, I appreciate your taking care of my sweater, and I hope I remember to put my earrings on now so that I don't uh, leave them here. But I want to thank you for your time, and I've enjoyed listening to you. Well, so you think you're going to write a book, huh? Well, I hope I put something together because I think that... I think it would help everybody to know how other people lived, and uh, well, I lived a pretty well. I, I think I was about decent as the average kid. I mean, the things that people went through and the things that 
Hmm? The things that people went through. Oh, honey, you went through a lot. Went through a lot. Life was... Life is... It's not much different now than it was back in those days. Do you ever hold your dolls? Do you no. Ever, you don't play with them? No, I dress them up and put them back in that corner and forget about them. The kids want to take them so bad, but I ain't going to give them to them. They, would, they wouldn't do nothing with them. All right. I'm going to turn this off now.